The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... ...to be going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like, real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. <laughs> but, we hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm... Open I mean, your I'm in my mind head. with... I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today there is no guest, just having a good old talk. started and I forgot to think of a finding the flow or a flow moment but welcome anyways to finding the flow with Joel so I gotta think from the spot right now maybe it'll be a flow moment to think of a flow moment uh, okay let's let's see I uh, well maybe I you know since this radio I got to keep on making noise so maybe that'll help with uh, it being like a flow moment okay so we're trying to think of something to be a flow moment uh, maybe it'd be thinking of a flow moment yes this is gonna be it this is our flow moment so we're talking here and we're we're trying to think now okay the flow moment is gonna be me talking about a flow moment okay so that I, maybe this is an endless cycle I don't know. Maybe maybe that's how it ended up being. Well, I gotta keep on making noise. No, no, it's not an endless cycle. Let me think here. Uh, you gotta yeah, the flow moment is thinking of a flow moment. Okay, so I gotta think of an original flow moment. Maybe for next week. Okay, so the flow moment is gonna be um, that I am going to do a a scene that, a, a verbal th- scene something to to to. To, to act out, uh, uh, improvise. I'm going to improvise, and then I'm going to, once I improvise, I am going to, I'm going to, uh, what is the improvisation situation going to be? Well, it's going to be, um, it's going to be that I am going to um, find, uh, I'm going to be, uh, 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 um, what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be talking to an audience as a politician, and I'm going to have to be thinking of something that's going to be crazy to, to act out. What, what, I'll be a politician, and the thing that I'm working for is, what is it going to be? I am for, what am I going to be for? Politics, something terrible. I'm going to be... Medicalized marijuana. No, that's something good. Let's think of oh. something that's bad, like oil or something oil-related. Come on, let's go. Okay, we're looking at um the ba 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 da da ga 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 da ga Um, oil is a good one. I mean, I did say that, but let's think of something else. Come on, Sarah, are you oh, charm? Okay, opening a new dump by back behind the town. Open a new dump back behind the town. Um. It's got to be really bad. That doesn't sound that it bad. It's really bad. That would be really bad. Oh, opening like a like a dump like a dump like a toxic waste. Oh, dump. a waste dump. 
Like a whole pl- a pit. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Holding where right by town. Sure, it's right behind the town. Okay, and I'm gonna be a politician that's gonna be for that. Yeah, because it's gonna um, bring some business into town and. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is gonna be really going after my improv jobs because I don't think I could do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got that planned for next week. Next week. So that was your your flow moment was me having a flow moment trying to think of next week's flow moment. Yeah, that was good. Hey, Sarah. Um, I don't have a guest today, but I'm going to just do my initial talking with Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hey, honey. Uh, So we just got back from Vermont. Vermont. We went on a five-day vacation to Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) We spent about a day's worth of it driving, so we had about a you know two half days. So so you could say that we it was a four day vacation. Um, we went up by Pots Potsdam. We all know Potsdam, and that was pretty exciting for me. <laughs> Sarah Sarah was a little bit. Um, she Why was a little. She wasn't sure, <laughs> yeah, at, what, at first, um, with going to Potsdam. She's like, what the fuck are we doing? She gets really, <laughs> she gets stressed out when the kids are in the car, so she doesn't want to do anything out of the way. You know, she's just like, get to from point A to point D. We have the kids in the car. If you mess up their nap, I am going to kill you, you know. Uh, she gets these, like, she'll grind your teeth and everything. Um <laughs> So, so, so basically, you know, I was going by Potsdam. I hadn't been by Potsdam in years. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I, I, I can count maybe one other time that I did since I've graduated. Uh, but I didn't like spend much time up there. I can't remember what it was, but either way, this was it. So, so I was like, Sarah, we got to stop and take a look at Crane. So, so she's like, um, she was trying to say, like, Joe, imagine if we always went to Geneseo and I wanted to show you the Arboretum. I mean, come on. I had a lot of good memories there, but uh, who the hell wants to see an Arboretum, you know? And I'm like, all right, I kind of get that. But I thought it was fun. I, I was like, but there was part of me that kind of was like, I don't know. I don't think it's the same. Anyway, so there's a new building. So we go, we go there and get to positive, and then lo and behold, they're making a freaking huge extension to the, to the Crane campus. And it's going to be like four performance halls that are for, um, for mostly theater. Um, they're going to be acoustically made for the spoken voice. Um, so the opera halls uh, are, you know, I think he said something about there might be able to, to kind of cross like, like they could do operas. But either way, like, so, so the, the drama department's getting a big boom up there. Um, and they, he's, I don't know. I mean, that's. I know that we were we were joking around on. Um, and the building's cool. We were joking around in our, our little chat group that uh, about about um, Potsdam always wanting financial aid from their alumni, and I get that. I mean, if I did get a good job from Pots going to Potsdam, I might I might be more apt to think to pay something back or whatever. Even though I you you play pay penny plenty when you're going there anyways. But um, there is something about I don't, I don't know. Yeah, universities are kind of like money holes. I mean, they. But then again, where do you want your money to go? I'd rather my money go to universities than other things. But then again, sometimes like flagrant, crazy budgets at universities can be a little, little. I don't know. Maybe the the money could be better used. Or 
it's hard to say. I like education. It's hard. It's it's uh, that's really a a conflicting thing. I mean, because it's it's hard hard to really know. I but I do know that tuition to commit to send your children to school. Yeah, but what about tuition skyrocketing all the time? You know, isn't no, that, that kind of, shouldn't be happening? Yeah, and it, and it's kind of like what like is you have to donate to your school university you budget to budgets going crazy. You know. It's it's hard to know. I mean, and also the whole. I mean, it wasn't like Potsdam was big sports school, but then that's a whole issue in itself. Those big sports schools, you know, that their budget half their budget is their sports program. You know. Anyways, moving on. Um, I we had a good time. We went to Potsdam, then we went to uh, Sarah's um, house up in St Albans. Or I mean Sarah's sister's house up in St Albans, Vermont. It's uh, northwest Vermont. It's right right over the bridge, pretty much, um, very close to the border. I well, pretty close to the border, half probably, probably a half hour from the border of Canada. Um, and it's a very pretty town, pre- pretty upper scale, you know, kind of town. It's it's hard to. It's really, actually not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's mid level. But it's like it's been it has like a very bad reputation mm-hmm. in Vermont. Yeah, so I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's a large area. They call it a city, even though I would call it a big town. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I just I when I when I got into Vermont, I realized that we were kind of doing this like as kind of like putting our getting our feet wet, you know, kind of looking tip, dip, dipping our feet in the waters and possibly thinking about changes, and. uh in our lives, you know, um, the farm job's really hard, and, and I, I don't know if anything could could make it less of a, a stressful job. But then again, there's part of me is one, if 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 the personal things were were good, the people part, then I'd be fine. But because uh, the work, I don't mind that bad as long as you got support, you know, as long as you feel like you're being supported. Um, so that's really the struggle. And, uh, you know, so, so either way, I, I saw, we saw Vermont and I, I think I could put it on my checklist that it's not like there's part of me that felt like, okay, I'm looking for an answer. You know, maybe the answer is this and I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, I realize if there is an answer, this is definitely not the answer. And, and also part of me was thinking, why would you think that look going somewhere else is going to be the answer, you know? I mean, it's not like we're in the farts country of like like North Dakota or something like that. We're we're in a pretty we're de- an hour from Wegmans. We're in a very decent area, you know. <laughs> and really, anything we want is within our grasp here. Especially with Amazon Prime. Yeah, and and why would we want to really shake that up? You know, I mean, would, do we really want to run away that much? I mean, is it the answer? Like, would it be that great? I mean, basically. You got more people that they're you know, more of a community necessarily, but then there's there's also part of me that was like, ah, eh, I didn't. Maybe maybe another part of me was like, ah, eh, this is this. I know these people. <laughs> I know who these people are. I don't necessarily feel like I'm a hundred percent on their side. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm not not trying to say anything, but but you know, it was just kind of this very. Um, it's like it's like they almost look a certain way, you know. And they there is a can you can you, can you, do you have that feeling at all, Sarah? You talking about Vermonters? Yeah, Vermonters. Um, 
I like Vermonters. I said to Joel, that's the only place you can walk, go where you see someone wearing a corduroy blazer and felt Birkenstock shoes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I like that. Yeah. And, you know, but it's it's an extreme look to me. <laughs> Even though it's just a comfortable look, really. I mean, that's my that's what I would like. To, and I don't know what the look well. Is. Well, that says more to me than anything is that they, you know they got money. You know they they, they like a, an expensive pair of Birkenstocks. You yeah, know, I know, but it's not, kind of a smart thing. To do. Like it's, it's kind of like money, but you know what? People in ghetto get, buy spend hundreds of dollars in shoes. So I don't know if that's really. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I understand. If you're buying, a, I mean, you, you can get one of a pair of Birkenstocks for like six years. I I do get that. Yeah. But there's also an element of there's a certain, like... It, money, I don't think money's a problem. I think money is okay. Money's fine. Money's not good or money's not bad. It's how it's used. But I, I um... Somehow, it, 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 like, uh... It's a lot. It feels like a lot. A lot of what? Stuff. Like, a lot of... I didn't like St. Albans, I guess, as a place. Like, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of lights, there's a lot of traffic, there's a lot of, you know, it's not like a cozy little tucked away place. It's like a busy place. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like it like a little quieter, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can see liking being in the city one day, but I don't want it right now. I mm-hmm. guess that's what I feel like. That's what I, like... You know, I, maybe that's what I'm thinking too. I, I don't really know. I just think it's like, it's like, maybe maybe I feel like it's, like like it's hiding some sort of innate like who you really are kind of thing. Like like basically, maybe it's less about poor and but maybe someone that's sharing hardships. You know, and it always and but then again, everyone has that too. But I I feel like and and I don't say it's necessarily a good feeling that I have. I just, I still get that feeling. I get the feeling when I see a lot of money around, like, something that doesn't look a lot of, like a lot of money, you know? Like, it's like putting a, a veil over it, you know? Because <clears throat> um, whenever I see a lot of money, that makes you think, okay, these are people that, you know, probably didn't suffer certain ways that I had, you know, um, because of my lack of money. And so it makes me feel like, you know, well, they they are on, on the right side of the you know they they got lucky just by who they were born to be you know and then to feel like they showing some perspective that they're hardy people or something like that like hardy uh you know life um hard life people like people that work at the farm like the mexicans and stuff like that i don't think they are i think they're i think they they, well, think I think there's an element of some some cases, you know, like it's like the bearded guy wearing the blah, wearing the right clothes, you know what I mean, for the thing. But like, and being like a real nature outdoor person. But then again, they always had their you know special equipment and their perfect like uh-huh. you know knives and perfect gear all for it. And, and they're it's like being it's like being on. I don't know. Like, I know. No, there's a balance, though, because I remember, like, when we went down the Smokies and um, took a big hike, and the only shoes you had were your shoes. Like, Joel has one pair of shoes that he wears for church. 
He wears them on the farm. He wears them hiking. <laughs> he wears them everywhere. And there's something to be said for taking care of what you have properly, too. You know, like, and having, that means taking care of your body properly. So that means if you go for a hike, you have the proper shoes on so that you are don't come back with injuries. I No, I, I get that. Like, there's a balance between having the perfect cook stove and having the perfect pair, of, the proper pair of pair shoes. So you err on the one end, and I think there are people, you know, who you're talking about who err on the other end. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's part of me that just wants to be able to, like, to feel like I'm a real outdoorsman. I, I know I get I need it. To be Maybe able you're to, right. I need to be able to survive with a knife and and like. A towel. You know? Okay, 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 okay. That's a whole different argument. That's good. Or a knife and a rope. Uh-huh. That's part of my perspective of. I don't know. I don't know. And I just feel like that's that's existent in a lot of areas. And mm-hmm. that like, man. But then then again, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this is the feeling that comes back to when I was a kid. You know? Yeah, I get it. Like this is this initial reaction that I get. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when I see money. Like with a different face, you know what I mean? Yeah. With a different costume on, yeah. you know? It all is the same to my logical brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ada! Boo-choo-choo. Ada's here, and she's being so good. She hardly mm-hmm. makes any crying noises at all because mm-hmm. she's, she's very happy. She's crawling. She's smiling all the time. Um, she's, she's sitting up. And uh, she's making some delu- delightful noises. Um, so we went to St. Albans for a couple of days. We hung out with Katie at her place. Big uh, house. Big, crazy, huge big house. Big, crazy house. I did record one conversation, but um, I definitely would like to edit it down if I want to put it out. So I'm not going to put that out yet. Um, and I might actually make it a collection of Vermont conversations or something. Um and so then, then we uh, stayed there for a couple days. We went down to the Waldorf School. We saw the Waldorf School up there. We went to see a farm up there. Um, I didn't like the farm so much. We saw Waldorf School. It was like it was totally you know beautiful. You know, it was all curvy shapes and beautiful architecture and, it and good. natural <laughs> wooden like you know everything's made out of wood and wooden play sets and. And, and, uh, there's corn and beans hung on the ceiling and pictures and good smells and everything and and uh, teachers wearing jeans and it was casual it felt casual yeah. like in a good way yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and tucked away with a lot of woods all around it and everything and it, and it was like awesome but it was also like ten thousand dollars a year to send a kid there so it's like there's also part of it that feels like well, um, you know, only the, the rich get such a nice environment, <laughs> such a nice school environment. But um, then part of you thinks like, but that, then again, this is the best education money you can buy. I mean, this is the best education you can get. And I would be, I, it would be kind of wrong to not have my children, if they had a chance to do an education like that, you know, why, why not give your child the best? Yeah. I don't know. There's part the of best that, that you feels, can give, and then the, you have to the, accept the way The thing that was so them. good about my high school was that so many people did not send their kids to private school. That totally could have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Affluent, smart parents yeah. did not send their kid to private school um, because they... How many private schools were around you? Uh, one. 
and they chose the public schools. So what was the deal with the private? Was it religious? Or? Uh, it wasn't. Well, I guess you could say it probably was because the, the, the college was religious. Oh. The college was a Wesleyan college. Okay. And, uh, and the, the private school was a Wesleyan? Yeah, it was probably a Wesleyan private school. Really? So the parent, wow. Are you uh, sure about that? I'm pretty sure it wasn't Catholic, but it was religious. It, they they saved prayers and everything, and they. Huh. I don't I don't I don't really remember exactly, but I mean I mean it would make sense. It was I like it was kind of liberal. It's like liberal religious, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I think college probably it's always a little liberal, no matter what. I'm talking about the private school that was in the area, like yeah, if the private. The private school- it lined up with the same thoughts that the school did? That the, the college. The college did? I'm pretty sure it did. I, I, well, I that would be surprising because I think if you have something right close to you that supports <laughs> the picture of the way you think a child should be raised or, you know, what they should grow up in, then it would be hard to say. Like, I can see sending them to, say, you know, like... You mean like a Waldorf teacher not sending their kids to a Waldorf school? If you live close to it. If yeah. you live far away from one, I get it. You know, then you sort of make the different choice and you try to do what you do at home. But if you have one available to you, and it was right in the town, then town. it would be a big, it would be a funny decision to make. I mean, it wouldn't well, be- that but a lot of people did. I mean, yeah, that, I know, that was I know, a, know. it was a full school, and that know, made how you know your school amazing. Houghton Academy, yeah. But uh, but it was our school. Our school was really amazing because we did probably every class had probably six or seven yeah. kids that were students of of either fun, alumni or faculty or something Houghton related. Yeah. It's good. Administrations, people. I mean, the big college has a lot of employees. And, uh... That's where you learned how to play music, isn't it? Where? In, at Fillmore? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. I, I, I was, went, started at Fillmore in eighth grade, and I, I was playing tuba from the end of fifth grade. Um, it was funny. I, I never told. It was I. I uh, wanted to be in band. I don't even think my parents asked me that the question. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they never sent something out. But my parents didn't even ask me, "Do you want to be in band?" You know, like uh, I was in chorus. I don't know why, but I was. But I remember in fifth grade, I was just like, "I want to be in the band," you know. And I didn't realize that you could just say, "I want to join the band," you know. Yeah. It wasn't like. A, well, probably get you were in the chorus because you don't have to have an instrument to be in the chorus. Well, yeah, you don't have to buy an instrument. I, I, don't, I don't really know. But either way, I just went to the band director and I said, can I be in band? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, of course you can. <laughs> you know, like we want people, you know, all the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, he said, do you want to play the tuba? Or he just said, you know, the tuba is a good instrument. I was like, what instrument should I play? And he said, a tuba. That's so cute. And I was like, okay, I'll play the tuba. And I, I got to be pretty good. But I stuck to it, and I, I uh, you know, whatever. But uh, I, that's probably the reason why I, I started playing an instrument that was so, you know, it's like, like not necessarily the shining beacon of an instrument, but then again, it is like the main bass line, which is so important, you know. Um, it's kind of like being the bassist in a band. You know, you got to... I mean, you could be showoffy as a bassist, but you're hardly ever like the main person. But then again, every once in a while, you are. You, might you know, there are the Les Claypools out there and the uh, Getty Lees. What's that, so, Sarah? What? Sure. Um, there are the Fleas out there. Um, 
so this Vermont trip, uh, we spent a couple days at Sarah's sisters. Then we went to to Southern Vermont. I was gonna see Melody, but uh, she was she's down in Mexico. I don't even know why. I haven't talked to her in forever. Um, so yeah, she was down in Mexico. Um, and then we went to yeah her friend that's in more central lower Vermont. Um, near the Green Mountains, so beautiful there. I, um, St. Albans was kind of busy, busy. I wasn't into that sort of scene. I, I don't know what it was. I just wasn't getting good vibes up there. Uh, but when I went down to the Green Mountains and and the house there, that was um, that was awesome. That that just had such a calmer feel, and that was I think what I'm seeking. Yeah, that was amazing. That was beautiful. You drive up this long driveway, come around the turn, and they have this little house that they built themselves. Um, and then it just all you see is this amazing big view. So you're just up there. You sit on her porch, and you just see this beautiful view. Yeah. And you can't even see the house from the road. And it's a dirt road that leads to their house, isn't it? It's um, very yeah, yeah, secluded. Yeah. It's very you don't get cell service up there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's like kind of half. Like, it's like halfway up. I the would mountain. live somewhere like that. That yeah. I would like. It's cool, um, and and it's like got you know a nice garden and uh, and a nice property. Animals pigs, all around the place. Lots of raspberries. <laughs> you know, lots of life. Yeah, cows. And just like you know, walking around picking fruit, you know, and just eating it and enjoying a little commune you know like that's the sort of thing I like um and it's and and then also the the people being cool people laid back people but cool you know young people and that's that's the sort of part of it that I I care for it's like it's like the producer that's like the producers and the consumer maybe I like the Vermont producer part of it but the consumer end of it maybe I don't like the community that buys the good stuff <laughs> i like the community that makes the good stuff <laughs> yeah uh, there you go there's a lot of people up there doing that yeah yeah and I, a lot that, of young people up there doing that yeah yeah exactly and that's probably what i i need to i like that too on. i feel the same way it's funny i did not feel comfortable up in st albans i mean i yeah. felt i felt great to be with my sister that was fun. And the house that they've taken on is such a big project. It's overwhelming even to think about it to me. But they're going to get it done somehow. Yeah. But um, And their yard is nice. Well, and, and so, once again, these people, they weren't having a farm to, like, you know, produce anything. Mm. But then again, they do have nice products around their area. Mm. I mean, you could say that. But they, they weren't doing anything to produce anything. They, you know, they had that, but it wasn't like it was their main source their of meat. They're growing their own food. They're yeah, basically they're, growing they're, on their own food. Are they? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they sell, like, one of the pigs maybe, but then they probably eat the other. Like, whatever they're growing, they're eating. Okay. You know, so it's offsetting their food costs. Yeah, I'm sure. Big and Erin has that garden, you know, so she puts away, and she puts things away. So she's got those dilly beans, and she does things with tomatoes. Like, she's constantly canning stuff. Yeah, you see, like, I could probably feel like I could handle that more, because then you'd be more diversified naturally, because you just, the more diversified you are, the more neat things you can have to eat. Yeah, you know? that's true. And so, but you don't have to make too much. You don't right. have to make, like, stuff for other people. Like, she had horseradish growing. You know, like yeah, how much sure. horse do you need? Yeah, yeah. But it's so yeah. fun to grow. grow yeah, and, and you could easy. you could grow a couple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you could grow some potatoes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's. I mean, but basically, we're talking about the Amish lifestyle. You yeah, know? yeah. 
and there's part of me that's okay with that right now like that's the other thing we don't need to go to vermont to go do that that's yeah. that's one part of it yeah and there's a part of me that like loves vermont for that part of vermont yeah, but it's maybe we're more equipped to have that lifestyle here, even because we yeah. have that Amish community to, to that we could totally latch onto. Yeah, I think they they the Amish community would be more than friendly to you know. But basically, we could say like, what are their markets? What do, I mean? What do they do? What do they do to sell their things? What do they do to buy well, their we things? We could sell our things up in East Aurora, and they wouldn't like keep it from us. You know, they right. would, they would. I, I mean, I think we could sell Amish stuff on eBay. Yeah, I know that's the question. Uh, but then again, that's not exactly the point. No. <laughs> That'd be some some. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the way Aaron and Mike live is beautiful. It's beautiful. Their house is beautiful. Every little thought, like thing so in their house. Imagine if we lived Amish, and one of our sources of income was the pizza place. And basically, the less pizza I would sell, the more Amish we would be. And the more pizza I could sell, the less Amish we'd be because we'd make enough money from the pizza. You know what I mean? And we'd go more towards the pizza. Oh. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But I, I'm loving making pizza. I don't think I've talked too much about that. I, I am making pizza, um, like really good pizza. Like I make my own dough. I... Uh, I do it in a special way that you that you have to put it put in the refrigerator for a couple days, so it's like really really fancy. You know, you you, you let it soak in the the smells and the everything like ferments slowly for a few days, and I think that's a common way that New York pizza is made. And then I hand toss it, and then then you know, and the toppings, and everything. I make it really thin, and then I cook it on a stone, and Sarah loves it. I'm right. getting tired of pizza right now, but yeah. But, I, but I mean, generally, my pizza's... It's the best in the whole world. It's one of the better pizzas that are available, right? <laughs> yes. If you were going to have pizza. I would want yours. Yeah. it It's awesome. The crust is awesome. Um, I even had the pizza that... Um, we had pizza... So, so our trip continued, and we went over... Well, part of the trip, we ended up having pizza that was the original place that inspired me to make pizza. It was a place in... Uh, Binghamton Oakfield Pizza or Oakdale. Oakdale Pizza and it was it had these huge New York style slices that you don't find that common unless you're actually in New York and uh, it's it had all these ingredients they had the huge stove it basically looked like a, a New York deli in Binghamton and, and it's awesome it's great stuff but um, you know I had some today and I was like okay I like it but I'm, I think I like mine just as much or more, you know? Mm. So I was like, I've gotten to the point where I feel like I like my product to that, that, that degree. Um, so that's why I'm pretty excited about it. And I've been selling it to people at the farm. I've been selling them to, to, uh, to some neighbors. Um, I've been, that's, that's generally it. And, uh, I have some returning Hi. customers and whatnot, but, um, for the most part, they're, they're selling pretty good. I probably sell about four or five a week. And that's pretty good. And I, I know that if I tried to expand my my um, marketing a little bit, I'd probably sell more. Um, I think I'm kind of testing the waters, really. I'm, I'm making a bunch. I'm making sure that I, I, I've got the down. I've got it perfected. And um, I think I've gotten to a point where I can say that I, I you know, there, I've made all the mistakes and I, I pretty much uh, can, can whip them out pretty consistently and so um so it's fun 
it's it's a fun thing to do and I've I've been really inspired by that and I I've been thinking about make having a pizzeria or whatever. Although so. when we figured out the numbers it feels like it'd be very difficult to make it make money. I know, we've mm. been thinking about that. We thinking like it's okay. like Aaron and Mike Joel. It's like right. it's it's it Aaron says it's almost impossible for a small farm to make it. Like and that's coming from like, she knows. She works for well, like, I, I get it. the farming thing where she sees all these different farms. But some do, and the ones that do are the ones like Joel Saladin, and he's the one who asks hard business questions and says, don't just do things because you like doing them, do them because you figured out financially they're going to make money. But you see, I feel like if you're like Joel Salton, you're going to just logically conclude that it's better off if you just get a job. <laughs> no, 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 because he also says if you're smart, you're going to make money. But you have to be very smart to make money. But, That's I mean, part said. of that is just, like, you know certain products are not going to sell in certain areas, you know. Right, like yeah. You're, you're going to know that you can't always expect certain things, like certain products. You know, you got to find your niche and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you yeah. got to, you know, you got to understand that. And you got to understand when you're wasting and when you're not wasting. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, you might just be in an area. I mean, you might, the conclusion might be move. Yes, you know, yes, you got, yes. you can't, you know, with what you want to do. You know, or or do something that you don't want to do. It's all about the money. You know? But his point too is that you don't need to just jump. Just say, okay, now I have to move into an area where I think I'm going to make some money doing pizza. You can actually figure out whether you're going to make money or not doing pizza. Like you have to figure out how many pieces you need to sell. You need to figure out whether you think that's really feasible to do that in that area. You need to figure out what the cost of doing all of it is. You have to, you know, including mm-hmm. your time. You have to count your time when you're figuring mm-hmm. out whether you're making a profit or not. If you can figure those things out. He says it's not even like you're gambling. It's like you're gonna go make a business. You know, you is is that okay that you're just doing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I I agree. Um, I just feel like there's still those elements that I'm talking about. Like, like I don't think you, Katie's I mean, done that with that house, for instance. Well, but let's not get too much into that. Like okay. I I, you know what I'm saying? What that that like. With businesses, like, if you're in a certain area, like, there's certain... Th- if you wanted to do something, if there's something that you're passionate about, but it wasn't... It was just not feasible in your area. Maybe you, you're you're in a place that just has exactly the product that you're trying to sell yourself. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And so, you're like, you would not make it because they're right, yeah. already f- running and you're you're trying to make a new one. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, I know. The location matters a lot. I mean, so it's location, and that might not be feasible. Money, you might not have the money to start something. I don't know. There just seems to be a lot of reasons why you couldn't just start any old business. You can't. I wasn't saying that. But, I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is that through him, you're saying, like, you if you're smart enough, you can make any business make it. No, no. If you want to be your own boss, basically, right, you have to figure out what's being asked for in your area, yeah. Okay. And then you need to figure out what the actual costs are. You have to make a business plan. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I get it. But, I mean, I'm what if you're making a business plan for pizza in a place that has... Well, then you're not thinking. A million people that make pizzas. Yeah. No, you have to you have to find a place where your product is going to be selling. I'm not saying so no, what is no. that. So, what if that means you have to move? I mean, not everyone can move, you know? No, no. Not no, everyone okay. can start a business that's 50 miles from themselves. No. But if you, but some people do. I'm just saying that, um, 
Some people can't even start the businesses. The people no. that want to do the businesses. He's not can't saying even just anyone can do it. I'm not, I, I should say it that. Well, way. I mean, I'm, no, I'm saying this is whether they have the intention or not, whether they love it or not. I want it. I agree. Some people just can't do it. But I don't know. I mean, most people can't do it, Joel. That's the thing. Most people can't do it, and not just because of what they've been given in life, but because they can't figure it out to do it. That's it's hard to do. Well, I mean, what could you do? I mean, maybe it's one of those things where they just don't know. Like, maybe it's no, all yeah, about... No, yeah, it's an education. you got to have a loan. I mean, you, I mean, not got to, but I mean, you could get a loan. Yes, you can get a loan. Exactly. This is like the student aid thing. Like, you have to learn about how to do this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people know how to do it early on, and some people learn later. Yes. Yeah. Or never at all. Hi. <sighs> totally. So, so then we go to... Um, Sarah's friend uh, Jenny that lives near Albany and then we got near the mountains of the Catskills. Same deal. Her house. She bought that and flipped that. Yeah, she bought it and flipped it. Yep. Yeah, and it's beautiful. She Same deal as Katie, you mean? Well, just as she bought a big house bigger than what she needs it to be. Yeah. And she's she's totally flipped that house. I mean, yeah, that's beautiful. So Katie flipped, is in the flipped, beginning of this whole process. She flipped it. I think she flipped. She started flipping it before the market crashed, right? She bought it before the market crashed. She did. Yeah. yeah. And then she flipped it, and now she's having a hard time even getting she's it off. She's having a hard time selling it, yeah. Yeah. Even though it looks amazing. It's beautiful. She, she, she got that place looking great. So I think she'll do okay. She's a lawyer. She's she's going to she's she's gonna make it. She's she's totally fine, but um, she sure would be happy to sell that thing. Mm. So, But either way, you know, she that was kind of fun, you know. Um, we kind of got the experience of like what it's like to travel with the kids and like keep keep things sane and what we need and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Sarah, Sarah's Miss Snack Man. It's like have a snack, just have a snack. <laughs> if you always have a snack, you never have a problem. You it's got almost something. true though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like it's just after a while, it's just like man, look at all the. <laughs> I mean, we just ate dinner and then Sophie, we get in the car and Sophie's like snack, or she's like just a second, or she starts crying like here's a snack, I open a bag of snacks. Um, it's always cute. Well, that and then. Charlotte's Web was very good. Too. Charlotte's Web, yeah, that I I enjoy that. Uh, Charlotte's Web is uh, uh, there was a car- Hanna Barbera cartoon of Charlotte's Web back in the seventies. Um, that's basically the best Charlotte's Web I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know if it's because it was the one when I was a kid, but I I, I doubt it because I mean that it it holds up. You know, I've seen it again and I love it. I still love it. Um, the songs are great. The 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 storyline's great. Sometimes there's too much music or it doesn't really work, you know, but this, just all the songs are really spot on, fun, um, well-written, and... We're big fans of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> what's, yeah, I, so I'm a big fan of Charlotte, and, and also the book is a great story, yeah. and you can't really mess that up too bad. And, and I think the way that E.B. White wrote it was perfect for a film. You know, it was just the right amount of uh, things, you know, you didn't really have to take out anything. And so, uh, so it was a great story and a great movie. And so, so Sophie's, I'm happy that Sophie's getting into it. And it's the only thing we really let her watch. Mm-hmm. So, so basically she just watched Charlotte's Web over and over again to the point where she's starting to memorize it and everything. And I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love to see her like totally and like get into it. She sees the animals and like, it gives her like different feelings about the animals. We can look at animals on the farm and tell her, oh, there's Templeton and there's, 
there's uh, Wilbur and there's there's Charlotte the spider, and it's that's fun too. So, um, <laughs> Ada's super cute. Um, uh, she's she's getting all over the place. She's teething. She's she's really cute. I think a lot of you saw that video of Ada eating with with Sophie. That's basically the cuteness level she's at right now. She's just super super cutie, and she can she can crawl now and um, really get around. And she she's really easy going. Like you can just give her a couple toys and put her down, and she'll be good for an hour. Hi. Um, but she also loves to play with you, and if you're around, she'll she'll jump on you and play with you all the time. Um, messing my feet, suck on my feet. <laughs> um, so then we made our way back and we stopped by the pizza place. It's it's my favorite pizza place still. I mean, it, it's a, quite a nice operation that got going there. I actually, um, when I went to New York City, I went to that place. Uh, any of you seen the Louis show? The beginning of the Louis show, the, the they show uh, pizzeria Ben's Pizzeria. I think was, I think it's a famous pizzeria in New York. And we tried pizza there, and it was good, but it it wasn't. It, I actually didn't think it was as nice as that that um, pizzeria in Binghamton. Uh, but then again, who knows? I mean, the pizzeria in Binghamton has its own kind of style too, but still pretty much a New York style. Um, so I yeah, I'm totally into pizza. So so either way, we went through Binghamton, and then we made the long haul home. Sarah was about to to explode by the end, <laughs> and she was. We were all very happy to get back home, and I think part of the the thing that was kind of nice was like, all right, it's okay to be home. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe this whole idea of moving isn't that that. Uh, you know, maybe like it's it's just like let's think it over some more. You know, I think we might be might not appreciate as much what we got. You know. And also, the things that we want over there are totally in our back door all the time. We can always be starting anything we want at any time, and and there's no reason that moving has to t- has to give us the motivation. We can do anything we want over here, and why why have to move to do it? So that's really the where we're at. Um, I wonder how Chris feels about California. I wonder. I mean, that might be even more extreme, but I could imagine. Sometimes I feel like California is the answer, but really, it's just different, you know. Um, really, it's about you, you know, and what you you want to be and how true to yourself you want to be wherever you are. And you can be happy wherever you are, whoever you are. So I guess uh, we can leave on that note. Um, and uh, I hope you all enjoy yourselves during the week. I've been enjoying your podcasts as per usual. Chris, you had a nice, um, uh, did the questions. I, I enjoyed that. And, uh, oh, and um, Mr. Arnold, I haven't heard anything from him since. Uh, so I'm still kind of confused about the whole situation, but... Uh, I, you know, I'll just, I guess I'll, I'll wait for anything that might come my way, but I haven't heard anything, uh, as of yet in the Arnold situation. Um, I, he might be messing with me and I don't really appreciate that, but, um, then again, I don't, I still am pretty, uh, skeptical, skeptical about the whole situation. Skeptical. All right. And then we got Dan, um, 
I can't remember, but uh, I could just say that I enjoyed the whole talking about Match.com like situation, like, like basically getting forty emails of people that to match with you, and basically like you don't even use what Match.com is there. It's like kind of match interests and things like that. Like you basically just look at it like uh, nope, nope, nope from just looks alone. <laughs> It's so funny how we trust our looks alone or, or we just, you know, we're just, uh, like, what what means what to us? Maybe it's all about looks. You know, it's, like, it's too too it's too hard for us to get by that, past that. <laughs> so either way, yeah, I, 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 it's hilarious. Um, I'm kind of glad I don't have to deal with that, but then again, you know, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. It sucks that being looking for that, you know. And I think I got me a good woman. And so, <laughs> it's. I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> she's not crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying it ain't hard, but I'm also saying it's better than that. I guess look at just that constant looking and that, you know, if if you want to find the right person, you know, you should. That pursuit can be quite tough. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say be patient be patient my friend you will find what you're looking for and and same with Chris I think Chris said that his love life was on hiatus and uh, I would say you know I figure he's being patient too and um, you know just just uh, just focus on being a good person and before you know it that good person that you're looking for will come too Are you being a good person when I found you, Joe? Yeah, Where I tend, I tend to, when I'm single, I tend to like, like Chris was, what or not Chris, but Dan says, like he's, he's like pumping up, you know, he's getting exercise, he's becoming fit, he's eating better, he's kind of getting, uh, getting, getting into things, getting energetic, you know, and everything, and uh, I see Dan's performing in a play, he's talking about his lines. Um, I thought that that's funny talking about that too. Oh man, line memorization. I was pretty good at it, but I was just lazy as hell. And and I would totally, you know, I could learn lines, like tons of lines in like one session or like a couple sessions, but I, I would put it off so bad. And so, (laughs) um, and then Scott, uh, God, it's so hard to remember, but, but I just, I, I'm like, when I listen to Scott's podcast, it's just one big smile on my face. All I remember is that I enjoyed my time listening to Scott's, even though sometimes I don't remember everything he talked about. It's it's tough. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm letting you down, man. But I I really gotta just let it let it go. Um, or write better notes. But then again, you know, listening to podcasts like Dan was saying, like listening to podcasts should be just like relaxing, you know. And I've, I've you know, at first I think I was so excited about this and I was all gung-ho about it. And I, and I am still, obviously, I love it. But I, but to to do all that, um, you know, prep sometimes is, is, you know, it's just I don't have the time. I'm not really, I, I don't, it's not like I feel like it's a, you know. Anyways, so, so either way, I, I'll get one of these out here all the time but i i can't say that i'll always you know remember everything I and mean, if i don't remember everything i don't mean that i don't love you i guess that's all i'm saying because 
I think uh, Scott's podcasts are awesome. And it's just because I can't remember things off the top of my head. It doesn't mean anything. I can't remember half the things that I said in my last podcast or what uh, Dan or Chris wrote, said in their podcast, but I, I just remember a couple things. So anyways, that's memory for you. Um, that, that, that's that. I guess, I, I guess, uh, enjoy yourselves and, um, have a good time always. <laughs> and I'll be seeing you later.